Look at that. Look at that. Standing up. <laughs> and they're still trying to back That's very, uh, very, very nice. Hey, thank you. That's very, very kind. You make me feel at home. What a wonderful, wonderful place. Forgive me if I, if I have to grab some water just because my, my throat is, uh, is really, really bad. And I had, it hasn't been bad for, for years. And so, uh, it, which here you're a preacher, you need your, your voice. And, um, but I'm going to give you everything I have. I always, uh, I told, uh, told pastor's wife, Adrian, we were, uh, she goes, well, how are you feeling? I said, well, I wasn't feeling really good at all in coming. And, uh, but I said, if I'm not in a hospital, I can walk or whatever, I'm going to preach. I said, if I was playing in a championship game for the All Blacks, I would suit up and go play. If I can play a sport, I definitely can go and preach. Amen. You know, so we can do this. Hey, so, so we're going to get into, so how many were here this morning? How many wanted the services this morning? Okay. Good, good, good. Do we have, how, many, how many were not here? Lift your hands if you were not able to make it and you come in tonight in the balcony. Good, good. Let me share something with you real quick here, just something in the back, because it just came out, and I said we, we have to bring it, and, 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 and uh, people put this together. Uh, but my wife, I want to show you my wife a little bit. I'm going to show you a little video, because I just saw the video on the plane. I hadn't seen this. But I, we did a, my wife and I did a series called Family Strong. The biggest area and problem that we have uh, in our church, I would say really across the world, is we have family problems. That's really our issue that we deal with family all the time. And uh, we have weird family members. We have nice family members. We have ugly family members. We have, you know, we have some rude family members. We have critical family members. You know, we have all of that. And, and we have family members not saved. So my wife and I did something called Family Strong to our church. And uh, we really talked kind of intimate with the people and, and, and even brought out a, a bed and sat on the bed and preached from the bed. Okay, so this is kind of the way we are in my church. And so they put a clip together of this. And what I'm saying, there's a workbook with this. And I'm saying, how many are married here? Lift your hands if you're married. Okay, you're not really smiling. But I mean, how many of you... <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> How many of you are not married? Raise your hand. Okay. Some of you, I don't know, what are you then if you're not single? But listen, married or not, this would be an investment. There are six parts we did. My wife did four, and then I did two extra bonus on this. And uh, I'll show you a little clip. And on this clip, my wife gets going preaching about what we need to do. I did something at the end, and if, if once you see what I do... Watch what my wife is embarrassed and she covers her face. I laugh, I bust that on the plane because I've never seen it. Uh, we did it, but I, didn't, I never saw it. And so this is just a little clip from this. There's a workbook with this. It has six different things. This is available in the back. Look at this. I'll get to see this the second time I've seen this now. The word family is the number one area for prayer that is needed every week in our church. Ladies. Take your hands off of him so God can put his hands on him. Listen, you got to trust God that God will tell him, look, you said some ugly things there. Get yourself up and go in there and apologize. Huh? That's happened several times what, too. What point? Where you got up and I, when I kept my mouth shut, where you got up. In and 40 years of marriage, yes, two times, two times that I, I did that. There is a way you deal with lust. You know, don't turn around and look. Turn around and run. Men, we want you to understand that we as women need you to be the spiritual leader in the home. Body and Christ we will be a spiritual leader. Spiritual. We will be. Women are the most We will spiritual. pray with 
There it is. Yes. We, we kissed in church. Yeah, that's what we do. Okay. So that's in the back. And, and there is, there's, some funny, there's some funny things like that, but it really helps family. Now, as you heard in part one, I shared a little bit, and I ended with that I was kneeling in my dormitory room, and I accepted the Lord. So I'm going to pick up the story from there, and uh, we're going to talk. And let me just say this. You need to come to the conference. You absolutely do. And, and, and Pastor, I, I'm, I'm thrilled you still have a choir up here. We have a choir, too. We do that, too. I was looking at the music, and I love, I love the band. I love the worship. I love everything. I've fallen in love with you. If you don't like me, it's just you have to love me to go to heaven, so you might as well get over it. Yeah, but I love, I love what you do, and, I, and I'm, just, I'm very honored. I, pastor, I text Pastor. I said I'm just honored to be here. And, and to be able just to share, because I'm really, I'm really, and you and I are really nobody until Christ really saves us. You know, we're no big deal. And no star hung over my manger. So I'm not a big deal. And only Jesus it, uh, is the big deal in this thing. So, you know, we're just family here. And I'm just coaching right now, just coaching you and talking to you. And together we're coming together and saying, how can we, how can we win this thing? How can we be successful in our life? And so really tonight, there's going to be at the end of it. And you sang a song about this, that God's going to do something in your life really cool, but this is going to be a very fun night. Now, as I prayed and I asked the Lord to come in my life, we're going to now move into part two, where now what happened after that, and this is where it gets crazy. Father, I pray that, Lord, at the end of this message, that, Lord, you'll do what I know you're capable of doing, because this will help every individual here and, Lord, if we're going to heal the land, it has to start with us and something you do within our own lives for that to happen. It won't happen from the outside in, but it will happen from the inside out. So, God, touch us tonight. Somebody say this with me. Say, touch me, Lord, and do it tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. As I knelt down there, Denny said something to me. He says, I want to pray for you to get the Holy Spirit. And I said, and he starts to lay hands. I said, what is that? He said, it's more of God. I said, I can't handle more of God. I said, I, I've got everything. I feel like I'm about to pop right now. I was really so excited about the Lord coming in my life. It was a major change. And then again, I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. I'd never read the whole, I'd never read a Bible. I don't know one scripture, and I've never held a Bible in my hand, and I'm, I'm 21 years of age. And so here, here it is. So we get up, and I said, well, I'm going to go to this splash day on Friday, and I'm taking a bunch of football players, and we're going to go get drunk. Uh, uh, we were going to go get drunk, but not now. I'm a Christian, but I'm going to go with them and be a good witness. He goes, boom, boom. I don't think you can go with them. You're not ready to go with them. You, you don't know anything. He said, I don't think you should go. I said, I'm just supposed to tell them I'm not going to go, tell the guys that I've been running the roads with not go. He said, yeah. So now the next morning I have to wake up and tell some of my unsafe football buddies, these big Neanderthal-looking guys, I've got to now tell them I'm not going, although I'm the leader. So I get up in the morning here. I've never witnessed. I didn't know what witnessing was. I didn't know what talking about the Lord was. I just got saved the night before in my dormitory room. And a big tight end uh, uh, on our team comes across, hey, boom, boom, you're ready to go. We're getting ready to go tomorrow. You're going to, you know, I said, well, Danny, uh, I'm not going to be able to go. He said, you sick? I said, no, I'm well now. He said, what do you mean? How do you tell somebody, you know, that what happened to you when you've just been saved? And 
So I'm standing there, and everybody knew the room where Denny would have his Bible study. It was two doors down from my room. And so we're standing there where we could see that door down there, and he goes, well, what happened to you? Well, you know, uh, Danny, uh, the room over there, uh, he said, you went, did you go to that Bible study? Yeah. You went to the Bible study? You? Yeah. And that's not all that happened. Don't tell me you got saved. Did you get saved? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You're a Christian now? I guess that's what I am. Hey, Charlie, come here. Hey, Boom Boom's a Christian. They yelled it down the hallway. Football players come out. They pinned me against the concrete wall, and they started pushing me. He said, you, you're the last person we would ever figure becoming a girl. You, out of all people, you ran the roads over that. You'll never change. You'll never change. There's no way you can go and clean up and be like Denny Duran. There's no way you can do that. We've known you since high school. And they're yelling at me just speaking this. Well, I, I was just saved, as I just said. I was just saved. I had enough. And I just said, now look, here's the unsaved crowd. And here I was just, I was just less than 24 hours a Christian, less than probably 12 hours. And I said, stop it. I said, let me tell you something. I said, last night, Denny Duran didn't do anything. I knelt down in my room. I asked the Lord to come in my life because I was going to hell. And I had no purpose. I was just existing. And I'm going to tell you something. Those of you, if you don't like what I'm doing, you can take a hike and you can leave. And you don't have to hang with me anymore. Wow. That was my first sermon. That was my first sermon I preached. What did they do? Did they all repent, Brother Glenn? No. They left, and, they, and, and they, they, just, they were cursing me out as they walked away. And for the next few weeks, they would wave to me with one finger across the parking lot. <laughs> Come on, yeah, hey, we're talking about the world, right? I mean, that's it. I mean, I was not getting any love. Matter of fact, my good friend, who's big, big guy, he, second day I'm saved, I'm in his room, and I said, Charlie, I said, why don't you come to this Bible study? He says, you're phony. I can't believe anybody can change this much. He said, you're phony. I said, Charlie, no, really, man. I said, this is something really happening. He said, you're phony. And he pulls out a knife, comes around and cuts me. I still have the scar. Cuts me across my, my finger. Now I'm bleeding. Had to go get stitches. And I'm thinking in my mind, when does this abundant life kick in? You know, when, <laughs> when does that happen? So, so what I'm saying to you is that, you know what, maybe you're not going to have flowers from the center friends of yours when you really turn around, but who cares? Because when I did turn around, what happened is there was a revival that took place on our football team because they realized they couldn't turn me back to who I was, and it showed them that it was real. And we had 50 to 70 people on our team that accepted the Lord. We won two, na- listen to this, wait. We won two national championships. 
We were the number one team in the nation. Sports Illustrated comes into our dressing room to interview us on national TV after we won the national championship. And they come in and talk to the receiver who played in the NFL. Hey, what happened? He goes, well, well we just had a prayer meeting last night. We just believe God touched us. Goes to another person here and says, well, I gave my heart to the Lord last week, and that made a difference in my life. And then they go up to me, and I say the same thing. And they go to Denny, and Denny's got his Bible open preaching on national TV. <laughs> it was a move of God. You want to heal your land revival? That's what needs to happen. Somebody needs to stand up for God. Amen. Now, so I get water. Let me show you. You want to see when I got water baptized? So what happened, Sports Illustrated came out to do an article on us because we had the number one team uh, in the country. I was the, I was the running back. And, and then our quarterback was Denny Duran. And this is it. This is me, number 24 there. That's me. And then that, this Denny, a, he was the quarterback. He was the preacher. And here I am right here. And, and uh, Sports Illustrated took that picture. Uh, and they were shocked that here's the starting running back and the starting quarterback of the number one team in the nation that's in the Olympics pit swimming pool at the university getting baptized. So this was the picture from that. Now, watch. So everybody knew I played the guitar. Because I, would, I had this big stack amplifier. This is a little baby guitar right here. Uh, this is a baby amplifier. But back in our day, you had to have the stack, and then you put another stack on top of it because we didn't mic it. It just had to be loud. Well, I would just rake it. What I mean is just I'd rake my hand and turn everything up to 10. I would go and stand on top of our eighth-floor dormitory with an extension card on the corner of the eighth floor, and I'd plug in my amp with my Jimi Hendrix wig, and I would play for the Olympic pool over there across the street by myself. I was crazy. Now, I'm saved. Now, I get saved. Denny had a little group called the Vessels. I know it's a crummy name, but that's what they were called. They were the Vessels. The next day, I'm saved on a Wednesday night. The next day, Denny comes in and says to me, says, hey, we need a guitar player in the vessels. I said, with the blood vessels? What are, you, what are you? What are you talking about? He said, we're the vessels, and it's a group that we travel around. I preach, and we play music, and you would be great. He said, Do you, have you ever heard Amazing Grace? I said, no, I've never heard it. He, he sings it for me. So I, I hear it by ear, and I figure it out. -na 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 -na. Okay, I can play that. So I could pick up by ear and play it. So, so what happens that, that he says to me, I want you to come. Watch this. He said, I want you to come to my dad's church, who is a Pentecostal preacher of an Assembly of God church in Shreveport, Louisiana, which is about an hour from where our university was. And he goes there every week. He says, I want you to come and play with our band and I want you to come to church. Now, understand, I haven't been in church since I was a little boy in a Catholic church, and that's it. I've never been in a Pentecostal church, didn't even know there was such a thing as a Pentecostal church or a Baptist church or anything. Never been to church, really, anything like that. I could play my ear, and I said, look, I don't know any Christian songs. He goes, you can pick it up. They're pretty simple. They're three cards, four cards, and once you get the first card, you'll know the song. I said, okay, I'll pick up. Watch this. So we get into the little, pastors, you know, there used to be just a little rectangle. We didn't have these fan churches back in the day. There were just these little rectangle box churches. So I rolled my big stack amplifier in, and I'm rolling this thing in. I have some of the older ladies holding their ears saying, it's too loud, it's too loud. I said, it's not even plugged in, ma'am. It's not. It's, it just, but look how big it is. It's going to be loud, you know. So 
I get back here and I plug in, and so we start the service. Now, understand, I'm only a few days, and all I've done is just pray and ask the Lord to change me. And now I'm standing in this little Pentecostal church, and then Denny is singing, which he could sing, he could preach, he could do everything. And he starts singing these songs. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. With his power, power, power in the blood of the Lamb. And so he's doing, I'm thinking, am I in a vampire cult? What are, <laughs> what are they singing about blood about everything? I mean, this is the goriest song list I've ever seen. Because I didn't understand what the blood was, but he's singing about blood on everything. Well, I'm playing the songs, and as I'm playing the songs back here, Denny now, you know, and I'm picking, I'm playing it. It's okay. And Denny now starts preaching on the Holy Spirit. And you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm kind of just nodding. I, I'm not even, I don't know what's going on. I don't know order of service. So I'm just kind of hanging around with my amplifier and just fooling around. And so he calls people forward in the middle of our song service and said, I want you to come over here and then I want you people to come kneel down here, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, evidence, speak in other tongues. I'm standing back here by my amp, just been saved a couple days earlier. Boom, boom, come here. What do, what do you want? We're on a platform. So what do you want? What do you want? He goes, go pray for these people over here. Frank, you go pray for these people over here. And I'm like behind him on the platform, like, pray for him to what? Get what? What are they going to get? <laughs> I'm standing behind him, you know, as, as what, what do I do? I don't know what to do. What do I do? He said, just go pray for him. I said, what do you, what do I, I don't know how to do that. He said, just go lay your hand on their head and say, Lord, baptize them in the Holy Spirit and say in Jesus' name, go. <laughs> so I start walking. I'm trying to, like, okay, he said, Pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit, baptize the Holy Spirit, and and and, Jesus, and he said they're going. What are they? What are they? And I yell back. What are they going to get? <laughs> he goes. You'll see. I don't know what speaking in tongues is. I've never heard it. So I walk down here and I see this man that is that is right here and he's kneeling down and he's shaking like this, and I said this guy looks like he's only about thirty years old. I said, he's, he's got some nerve problems or something. You know, there's something, something wrong with him. I, I'm serious. I'm, not, I'm thinking, I'm like, Danny, this man needs some pills. He's, he's, got, he's got the shakes, and he's pretty early in, to having the shakes already. He's shaking there, and, and, and Danny goes, go ahead. He's watching me because Danny's getting a real kick out of watching me. So he goes, go and pray. So I go over here. This is, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. This, so I said, hey. Hey, buddy, <laughs> I didn't know how to talk like my brother as the dew falls from heaven and as the deer <laughs> pants by the water. Let thy river of life flow. I don't, I don't know how to talk yet, you know. So I said, hey, buddy, what do you want? <laughs> he goes, I want the Holy Spirit. I said, okay, hang on. I said, Denny. I said, he wants the Holy Spirit. He said, well, go do what I said. Wow, I don't even know what he's going to get here. Okay, look, man, i tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, so you're just not bummed out. I'm going to lay my hand on your head so don't get mad. And I'm going to pray to the Holy Spirit, and I guess you're going to get it. I don't know what, 
but it looks like you want it real bad. <laughs> I'm serious. That's the way I am. So I said, Lord, uh, baptize him in the Holy Spirit uh, in Jesus' name. No, oh, I'm going to touch him. <laughs> and I touched him. And he started, hey, hey, hey. What happened to him? How, what? He can't even talk English anymore. How, how is he going to keep a job? He can't work anymore. He's messed up. And I'm trying, you know how you hear somebody speaking tongues and you're like, you're trying to figure out any kind of a word of English. You're like, you're not making any sense. He's, it sounds crazy. He can't, there's no way he can, what is he doing? I don't understand. Well, I, I just, uh, I, I apparently got a gift here to make people talk funny. I'm going to have to put this in a cage or something. So I'm going to hurt somebody. So I went to Denny. I said, Denny, look at him. He, he starts laughing. He said, yeah. I said, go pray for that lady. Okay. Wow. I, I, I can't understand anything he's saying. Hey, lady, what do you want? She goes, I want the Holy Spirit. You want the same thing he got? She goes, yeah. Okay. Lord, baptize her in the Holy Spirit. I touch her. She starts speaking in tongues. I'm like, wow, I have a gift. And so as I'm looking at him, Denny starts preaching on the Holy Spirit and kind of telling people it's more of God and it's a gift from God. And I'm hearing him and I'm watching them and I'm seeing tears roll down their cheeks and I'm getting something like, wow, this is a gift. This is power. This is good. It's more of God. I want everything God's got. So Denny is preaching. Right now he's preaching as I was over here. I ran up to him and grabbed his hand and stuck it on my head. Because <laughs> I thought if I could do it, he definitely can do it. I grabbed his hand and stuck it on my head. He goes, what are you doing? I said, do me. <laughs> he said, do what? I want what they got. He prays for me, and I started speaking in tongues right there. And then I ran over and said, I can do it too. I can do it. I can do it. Now, that's not the funny part. That's not the funny part. Funny part's coming. So what happens, I never had a Bible. So... The guys come together and get me my first Bible. It's one of those red letter edition Bibles. That was, those were brand new back in the day. Like it was red letter editions where Jesus speaks in the color red. <laughs> I thought what they gave me, they didn't tell me what the red was. I thought it was a highlight Bible. That would make sense is that they only highlight it the good parts and left the other that wasn't so good in the book, you know. So I said, well, that saves me a lot of time to get the little beginner highlight Bible because I don't have to read all that stuff in here. So I get my first Bible and I have my Bible. Two weeks later, two weeks later, and I, where's Winky at? I saw Winky, at, well, Tyler, Texas. I saw Winky practicing this morning here, my old, my old friend, long time ago. We, we've been knowing each other for years. He's that they got a kid in Tyler, Texas. But we listen to what happened here. This is two weeks after I'm saved. I have my salvation prayer. 
I have my Holy Spirit prayer, and I have my Red Letter Edition Bible. That's all I know, okay? This is only two weeks after I am a heathen saved in my dormitory room. I'm traveling with the vessels. You want to see what the vessels look like? I got a picture of the vessels years and years ago. Here's a picture of the vessels. Let me show you the vessels. Where are the vessels at? Here, this was the first NSYNC group. There I am in the middle right here. Who, who wears the New Dimension or Backstreet Boys? This was before they were ever existed. We were there. Okay, they have, a, they have another. Oh, there it is right there. Look at that belt. I'm in the middle right here. And that's Denny to the right there. And uh, these are uh, different guys. That's Frank. Now, you'll hear me mention Frank. Go, go put the, there it is. I'm playing the guitar here. Uh, go back to the other picture here. This is Frank to the right there. Frank got saved, Frank did LSD, and I think it really messed him up really bad. But he's with us, and he's, he's, he was just, he was just uh, there. He was just a great singer and a great songwriter. Because I mentioned Frank in the next story. So I get saved. Now watch. We go to this church in Tyler, Texas. Okay? We set up in Tyler, and it was one of these back in the day where you did about five days for revival, you did like a camp meeting, five-day kind of camp meeting. So we get up in this church, and we start singing these songs, okay? If you want joy, won't you jump for it? If you want joy, won't you jump for it? If you want joy, won't you jump for it? The joy of the Lord is my strength. If you want joy, won't you clap for it? If you want joy, won't you clap? How many remember those songs? If you want joy, won't you clap? They even had a verse that tried to make you laugh. <laughs> Serious, I'm not playing. I mean, that was like to try to get any emotion out of people, and we're like, if you want, when nobody's doing anything, nothing, everybody's like, nothing, nobody's moving. Here we got joy for a jump for it, nobody's doing anything. Then we would do that old song, I am a C, I am a C-H, I am a C-H-R-I-S-T, I am, and I have C-H-R-I-S-T in my H-E-A-R-T, and I will L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y. <laughs> See, we can't do spelling songs anymore because that's too hard. <laughs> the church can't spell anymore, so quit the spelling. Scratch your other back, scratch your back next to you. You remember that song, Scratch Your Back? That was a weird song. <laughs> so we're doing these songs. Nothing is happening. Watch, nothing. It's not moving at all. We do the next night, nothing. The next night, nothing. The next night, and Denny's preaching great. It's just nothing. The spirit is dead. Now, this used to be a revival church. Used to be, it, it was a big church, but now there wasn't, it, the crowd was just, the half, half the crowd was there, you know, filling the seats. And there really wasn't any spirit there. Something happened. You know, because people have faith to build these buildings, but all of a sudden something happens where they lose this power and they lose this spirit. The last day, uh, that morning, Denny says, Okay, come to prayer again. We come to prayer. I actually came to prayer and I said this. I said, Denny, I said, you're pouring your heart out to people. I want to go get a dump truck of dirt. He said, what are you talking about? 
I said, I want to bury them because I think they're dead. I think they're dead, and they'll go to heaven first, I think the Bible says, doesn't it, in the red. So, <laughs> so he goes, boom, boom, we've got to pray, and we've got to keep believing. I mean, he was just such a, just, I mean, just that old Pentecostal, we've got to just keep praying. We've got to believe that God, this is our last night, let's just believe that God will do something. Now, let me just make sure I have the right crowd here before I explain this story. How many of you know what being slain in the Spirit is? Raise your hand if you know what that is. How many of you know what being drunk in the Spirit is? Raise your hand. Uh, uh, how many of you know what dancing in the Spirit is? You know that, okay. How many know what a Jericho march is? Well, we lost a lot of people right there. Okay. Here it is. All of a sudden, we get into the service of that last night. We get into the service. And we start, hey, if you want join, nobody does a thing. And then there used to be a song by Andre Crouch called I've Got It. And this was a song that had kind of a different beat and, and, and it was like a shukapak, which was different than the church. Doom, tick, doom, tick. That's what you used to do in a church. Boom, tick, boom, boom. Because if you did anything different, it was, oh, the African drum spirits are, are coming voodoo. And if you do, no, 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 you can't do that. No, no, this brings uh, spirits, you know, so we, you had to do, tick, do, tick. you couldn't do, shukopaka, shukopaka. we did because we were, we were the band, and we were like the, the and so we shukopaka, and it go boom, and then we start playing. Okay, so we start playing, and I start playing the guitar. So it's kind of a funk, doom, do, 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 and then what happens, Denny played a tambourine, and I'm not talking about, do, chick, do. I'm talking about double popping, Double popping, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like a sister can take and make a tambourine, just, I mean, she's like a drum set. Denny could play old school, I'm talking about playing a tambourine. And Denny then would start rapping before rap was even, even a style. <laughs> and all rap is is people that can't sing, they, they just talk a song now, that's all they're doing, Okay. <laughs> We're going to call it rap because I can't sing. Okay, good. So, I uh, hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. Okay. So, Denny, so Denny, now, so Denny gets to a part where it's just the drums and the tambourine. And he's starting to play the tambourine. He's like, on the day a Pentecost has come in the upper room, in one accord they gather together, 120 receive the power. And he's playing. All of a sudden, he just starts jumping. And he starts dancing all over the stage. Now, he told me, I used to dance in the world. I'd go to dances. You go to bars and you dance. He tells me, I can't dance anymore. You can't do this. It's lustful. You can't dance. You know, he also tells me, when we go do these camps to youth, we can't wear shorts. Do some, of you, some, of you, some young people need to hear this. At Pentecostal, we couldn't wear shorts. And I said, why can't we wear shorts? It's so hot outside. He said, you can't do that. You can't expose your legs at these camps. I said, are my kneecaps that sexy to people? Is what? And there was no mixed swimming. And with the, you go to camps, I said, what do you mean no mixed swimming? I just saved doing this. I don't understand it. I just got saved. What do you mean? You don't swim with the girls and girls don't swim with guys? Oh, No. I said, you could lust. I said, I'm going to lust more not doing it than, than if you let me go. 
I'm just saved, just remember. So I'm in this meeting, and Denny now starts dancing. And I'm like shocked. Now, it wasn't the kind of dance that we, it was that funky looking. You know, he's up there doing this Holy Ghost thing, and he's doing this tambourine, and he's got the tambourine going, and now he just is like something took his arm, and his arm is just... He was going, he was good, really good. All of a sudden, Frank, that I showed you, Frank then runs out and runs to the front of the platform and starts doing this with his eyes closed. <laughs> Look like a duck in a shooting gallery. <laughs> ding, ding. All of a sudden, the guy that was sitting in the, in the choir area, the music director, he's sitting, and they had like a choir banister right here, like a wall. He jumps over the choir banister, grabs his trumpet. I'm just saved. And I can't ask Denny what they're doing because uh, I, I really don't know. But I see Denny dancing. I see Frank. And I see this guy get up and he's blowing his trumpet. And I, I'm thinking, they, just, they must do everything different. And where this must be a certain section of the service called show-off time. <laughs> and everybody gets to think of something and have like a free-for-all. And show off. That's all, that's all I'm thinking. So I'm sitting back here thinking, what can I do? <laughs> true. This is true. What can I do to show off? <laughs> so I turn my amplifier up to 10. I put the guitar on the back of my neck. <laughs> I walk out like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> It's feeding back. Woo! And I go, blah! Diddy's like, what are you doing? I'm showing off. He goes, you can't do that in church. I said, you're dancing. You're not supposed to dance. He said, put the guitar down. That's because mine was better than yours. That's why. Because I would have won. So I'm standing back here, and I'm kind of sulking. I'm upset because I thought I won. And, and, and so Denny now, he calls people down. This is exactly what he calls people down to be healed. Now, I'm not really listening. I'm not kind of aware. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand flow. And he says, I want two lines. He's like, here's a line here. Here's a line here. He looks back at me and says, boom, boom, come here. You pray for this line. Frank, you pray for this line. I come up behind him. I'm like, Pray for what? What am I praying for? He said, pray for him to be healed. I don't, I don't have a healing prayer. I don't know what to say. He said, just say, uh, Lord, ask him what's wrong with him. They have a headache. Just say, Lord, heal the headache in Jesus' name. Touch him on the head. God heals him. Go. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, uh, I, okay. I, I got to ask him what's wrong with him. And they have a headache. 
And I, t- I say, Lord, heal. And I'm, I'm trying to process, you know, go through in my mind what I'm supposed to. I don't want to mess up because I feel like if I don't do it right, some, you know, they won't be healed. i got to do it like what he says. And it's just two weeks I'm saved. Okay, and then I, in Jesus' name, and then I just touch him. And then all of a sudden as I'm walking, I'm kind of looking down, I'm walking. All of a sudden I ended up like in a shadow. It's like it, like it's, like it got dark in a sense, like, like a bulb went out or something like that. And I kind of, kind of, ooh. Then I looked up, and there was the biggest lady I've ever seen (laughs) blocking the light was standing there. Serious. I mean, you got to understand, Goliath had a mom. You talk about how big Goliath was. What about mom? Goliath's mom was here. She's wearing a parachute, and she's standing there. Now, I'm not being crooked. I'm just saying, I could, I, I'm thinking in my mind, I could use her in offensive line. She could help me play football. She's that big. I looked at her, and she had a handkerchief in her hand. She's shaking. I said, I don't know if she's surrendering or what with a handkerchief. But I want to help the lady because I'm supposed to do that. So I looked up at her, and I said, lady, what's wrong with you? She goes, I got to. I got headaches. I said, okay. Then he, then he said, that's it. And then I started to pray for him. And I got problems with my eyes. I got sinus problems. I got an abscess tooth over here. I've got pleurisy in my lungs. My stomach's been upset here. My back, I threw my back out. I think my kidneys are, have a problem here. I threw my hip out the other day. And I've got varicose veins down this leg here. I think i got a torn ligament right here. And i got an ingrown toenail right there. I'm like, uh, can you go back? I can't remember all those things, lady. You, you have to go see a, a car mechanic or something. I, you, you got a lot of things wrong with you. Wow. And I, I'm just standing there. I'm like, oh, I got to help the lady. I said, Lord, I said, I hope you can remember all that's wrong with the lady. I said, so, so I'm just going to pray for every, just say all. Okay, God. And I'm, I'm really trying to do it properly. So I'm saying, okay, Lord, this lady has so many areas in her life. I said, I pray, Jesus, you will heal all the areas uh, in Jesus' name. Okay, I got to touch in and touch her. There. I mean, folks, folks, this lady, this lady with a stiff back, straight, I just touched her with my finger. I just touched her. Mm, Boom. She hit. She hit the floor so hard, everybody went up in her seat like this. I mean, I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you, she didn't. Well, Pastor Glenn, don't they have catchers in the church? She would have killed the catcher. I got her, Brother Glenn. Ah! Deacon killed by big lady in church. That would have been the headlines. She'd been dead. 
Well, what bothered me is that no one cared about the big lady laying there. I mean, she fell right by a lady that was sitting right there in the pew, goes, boom, and the lady just kind of, I, I don't know why no one's caring. I mean, this lady is out. She's gone. She's out. And I'm panicking because I'm the only one that cares for the big lady. No one is moving. No one is doing I'm looking around like, huh? How about it? I bend down and start slapping her face. I'm trying to help her recover, Pastor. I'm bending down, and I'm like, come on, lady. You okay? Come on. It's all right, huh? And then I start shaking her. To try to wake her up. She's like, eh. she, she's, not, she's not coming out of it. Now I think I've got to give her CPR. <laughs> Come on, I care. So I think I'm getting ready to maybe give her CPR. And then one of the deacons from the church grabs him by the shoulder and says, Son, leave her alone. She's lost in the spirit. Yeah. She's gone, huh? She's out there, right? Lost. I say she's dead. You call it lost. It's nice. So I didn't want to pray for anybody anymore. I didn't want to do it anymore. So what happened is that I wasn't going to touch anybody. I was just going to, I forget it. So I come walk up because I need to ask Denny what the deal is. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I need to ask Denny what's, the, what's, what's going on here. I come up and little Frank that I showed you, Frank is laying on the steps drunk in the spirit. Now, I know what drunk is, but I didn't know in the spirit you could be drunk in the spirit. He is laying on the steps. Praise the Lord. Hey, I said, Frank, is this the craziest thing you've ever seen? Praise the Lord. I said, you've been drinking. I'm going to tell Denny. And, and so I go up here, and I said, Denny, I said, look, I spent 21 years in the world. I never get arrested. I said, you told me to go ahead and to pray for that lady. I went down there and did what you said, and I'm not going to take the rap by myself <laughs> because my fingerprints are on her head. But you told me to do it. He says, what are you talking about? I said, I touched the lady, and that lady fell. You don't remember when everybody went in their, up in their seat? That's because that lady hit the ground. And he says she's lost. I say she's dead. He goes, no, she's slain. I said, isn't that the same thing I'm saying, that she's dead? He starts laughing. So I said, no, she's slain in the spirit. I said, why is that funny to you? We're on a platform doing this. He said, no. He said, God did it. And then walks away. Now think with me. My mind goes to heaven, and I'm standing there like, God did it. Hey, Gabriel, come here, Gabriel. See that big lady? Think I can knock her down? Bam! See, I can do that. I said, what is God? God wanted to knock the lady out or something? Why did it happen? He goes, go pray for the rest of the people. I said, I'm not touching anybody, though. I'll go pray for them and not touch them. So all of a sudden, we come back to the platform. Watch this. Denny says, let's play I've got it again. And I'm like, no. No. Yeah, let's play I've got it. All of a sudden, 
what happens is the entire church gets up and starts dancing. The entire church that was dead, that was not alive, all of a sudden starts dancing around the inside of their church. They are dancing. And as they're dancing, they're doing something I've never seen happen and many of you have never seen happen. But the joy began to hit that church and people that were stuck in the pew that they were engrafted, that their skin had grown into the wood so long, they had to pull themselves out. And they're up there dancing. Some of the old timers are pulling their leg around, trying to dance and trying to raise up. And the church begins to dance. And I'm standing over here saying, Denny, what are they doing? He said, it's a Jericho march. What's the Jericho march? He said, it's in the Old Testament. I'm only reading the red. Oh, that's when they marched around the walls of Jericho seven times and the walls came falling down. Say what? How many laps have they made? I started taking my guitar off. I put it down and there was an exit right over here and I started walking out. He goes, boom, boom, where are you going? I said, I believe they can do it. I've just seen too much tonight. I said, I don't know why you Pentecostals want to pray for your building to fall down, but I've seen too much. And I said, it's my first falling down building service I've ever been in. I'd rather wait outside in, in the vessel van. Okay, I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. That's just a portion. That's just two weeks of my story, my testimony. But here's where I want to stop. I'll stop here. And I want to show you what it says in Ezekiel, and this is what's going to happen. Because this is what needs to happen, just what we sang about the Holy Spirit. Pastor writes the book on the supernatural, that you can't have the supernatural without the Holy Spirit. We have churches now that are Father, Son, and Holy Scriptures. See, we don't want the Holy Spirit. And I'm saying, why on earth do we not want the Holy Spirit that Jesus says that you and I need to have? And what happened, and we saw it in the song in Ezekiel. Look at this. Can you, you have this up here, Gary? We can put that up, Ezekiel 30. Yeah, look what it says. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say dry bones. Listen to the word of the Lord. Listen. What the sovereign Lord says, Let, look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I'm going to put breath into you. Very early in my Walk with the Lord. Two weeks, really the first week when I saw the Spirit of God poured out and I did not even have the Holy Spirit. And I saw people speaking in tongues. You can't tell me it's not real because a person with an experience out-trumps a person with an opinion. And I've experienced and I've seen it. Then two weeks later, I see a church within five days that was dead as a corpse, that was no life 
no spirit, just like our lives and our families are and our children are and our nation is and poor America. We're so sick of things going on in our country, so sick of the way our government is and all this other stuff. We, we're so tired of all this stuff. I, I am personally, I'm telling every politician in town, you're going to have to come through the church and I'm pulling every pastor together and I'm getting a voting block in my community. I said, I don't care what the Democratic little group's going to vote you in or the Republican says 30 people are going to say you're the candidate. We as the church are going to tell you if you win or not because we in the church want to change things in our city and we're going to change it. And you have the ability as the church of God to do this. But God needs to breathe. You know what we need more than anything else? Some of you will say, well, I need more money. What I need is a relationship. What I need is a place to live. What I need is a car. You need God. That's what you need. You need to have a God experience because, see, if you, you can get your money and it will be gone. Get a relationship, that will be gone. But you get God, he'll make everything that you need will come to pass. He'll bring that in your life. Amen. You know that. Stand your feet. Stand your feet. I got to stop. I told pastor I'm going to stop at 730. Everybody look here. Don't you go anywhere. The band can come on up. Look at me. Look, look, look. More than anything else, more than anything else, you need the Holy Spirit in your life. Why would Jesus, why, why would he tell you and I that I want to send you something? Now listen, let me, let me just give you a little history here. Jesus is preaching a message to 500 people. He says, I want you to go to the upper room and I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to receive this power from on high. How many ended up being in the upper room? 120. The rest of them didn't even listen to Jesus. And Jesus, at the end of his message, ascended. What a close would that be for a message? If I just ascended to heaven right now, would you think, well, that was a pretty good ending right there. Pretty good close that was. I'd listen to what the guy said. He says that to them, ascends to heaven, and you have, you have, you have the majority, 380 of them, don't go and obey. Almost kind of like the parable of the sores. Almost a fourth going to plant on the right soil. It's amazing how we can be in the house of God and not want to get everything that he has. So listen, church. You can't heal anybody's land until you heal this land right here. You. And what I need in my life is what the old song says. And it says it at the end of Ezekiel. Wherever the river goes, it brings healing. And that song, that old song, there's a river of life flowing out of me makes the lame to walk and the blind to see opens prison doors sets the captives free there's a river of life flowing out of me see some of you are asking I need more of God need more of God He's not, he, if you have him in here you, you don't have to ask for more I want you to get everything God has for you you have a, you have a pastor writes a, a book on supernatural you have a church here. Listen, I find the Pentecostal spirit-filled churches are wanting to be so non-Pentecostal today. We don't even want the power of God when that's our treasure, what Jesus says you and I have that lets us know that God can do miracles and God can do anything. When you don't know what to pray, I just pray in tongues. I just pray in the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because the Spirit of God always prays correctly. 
You understand? That's the, when I pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit prays right. If I pray in English, English, oh Lord, I want to pray for three things. I need a new car. Number two, I need a new TV. And number three, I want my, I want my uh, neighbor saved. Then I start praying in tongues. And as I pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit says, uh, God, number one, he doesn't need a car. Number two, he's got a good TV. Number three, I agree with him on that one. <laughs> Go ahead and save his neighbor. So God then prays correctly where if I pray in my English, as always, I'm going to pray sometimes selfishly. You need this power. And what I believe the church needs today, if you want to go ahead and this place be packed like this over and over five times on Sunday, guess what? It's not going to be because your pastor needs to preach better. He's already preaching good. It's not going to be because I preach better in my church. It's going to be because the Holy Spirit comes and starts drawing people and we start seeing signs and wonders and power. How many believe that? Amen. Come on, how many in this church believe that? Amen. Bow your heads, bow your heads. So let me ask you, all over the building, there's going to be maybe hundreds of you. You say, Brother Glenn, listen, uh, I, want to, I want that power in my life. I'm going to tell you this. You say, well, do I really need the Holy Spirit? Do I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Not if you're going to die tonight because you're going to go to heaven. It's okay. But if you're going to live in this now and nasty world any length of time, I would take everything that God has for me. I would take the power that I need to live the life I need to live and the power to tell the devil no when I need to tell him no. You need this in your life, and you've got to have it. I want to pray for you, and we want to pray for you right now. We're going to have a bunch of you come forward, and we're going to believe. How many in this church here will say, Pastor Glenn, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I want to receive the fullness of that Spirit. You say, well, is it speaking in tongues? It's all over. It's all over New Testament. It says it. Every time that the Holy Spirit came, they spoke in tongues. It says that. Well, do I seek tongues? No, you seek the Holy Spirit. When you go to a shoe store, do you buy a nine-and-a-half tongue? You buy the shoe, and the tongue comes with it. Amen. You know, just... Get the Holy Spirit, and God then will give you something, but it's going to be something that's going to light you up. And those of us that know that, we understand what's going to happen. So bow your heads all over the building. Father, I pray that, Lord, there will be people all over that said, this is my time. I want everything of God. I don't want to just come get partial. I don't want some of God. I don't want 80%. I don't want to get 90%. I want everything that he has. And, Jesus, if you said what you did, that I need that Spirit, And I need to go wait on this power. I need power. I've got word. The disciples had word. They had understanding. They saw miracles. They heard Jesus preach. But the one thing they didn't have was power. And he told them, go get the power. God, you've got to breathe on this church and this nation. You've got to breathe on this city. And you're going to breathe on it, not with the voice of men, but it's going to be the voice of the Holy Spirit. All over the building, as your heads are bowed, said, Pastor Glenn, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit tonight. Lift your hands real high. Go right now. All over. All over. Quick, quick. Start moving out your seats. Come on down to the altar. Come on down. We're going we're gonna to pile in. It's going to be hundreds of you. Come on. Hurry. Hurry. Come on down. Come, come, come. Quickly. Step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. Hey, this is your time. Come. Hurry. 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 Come on down. Our church just runs to altars. Runs to altars. Come on. Come all the way down. Come all the way down, sir. Pastors, help me, help me have people. Come all the way down. You're going to have people all behind you from the balcony. Come on down. There's going to be people. There's going to be hundreds. Come all the way forward, all the way to the front step. Please, please. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, come, come, come. Hey, if you brought somebody, bring them with you. Say, you know what? You need, you need to have this power. Hey, down front, down front. Come all the way down. All the way down. All the way down to the, to the stage here. We have people coming behind you. Good, good. Yeah, bring them all down. Bring them down. Yeah, just have them come down. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. Good, good. Pastor, this is wonderful. Yeah, this is great. This is great. 
This is great. And, and you know what? It's not something that I do in my church all the time. But every once in a while, we've got to have this time where I want my people to really have some warfare. Here's the deal. This is a weapon for you. You understand that? The devil, devil kicks us around too much. I get so tired of what the devil does. This is a weapon God says, I want to give you to take it to him. Because you have some payback. I have some payback on the enemy, on the devil, and what he's done to my family. I want, some, I want everything that God can give me that's going to hurt the devil. And if the Holy Spirit's come to give me power to defeat him and defeat darkness, I want all of it. I want it. Amen. People are still coming. People are still coming. People are coming right down here. I just want to wait on them to come down. They're coming from the balcony. Now, I hope the rest of you fill with the Holy Spirit because you're going to help us pray. You say, well, I don't know if I want any more. I don't know why not if God says I want to give you a gift. I want to give you something. Will you just take it? Will you just take it? Now listen, everybody look here. Everybody look here that's down here. This is all I'm going to do. It's all I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you, and then you're going to have to do it. The Bible says they spoke, which means this. The Holy Spirit does not come in and take your tongue and wiggle your tongue. You're going to do that. The Bible says you speak. First thing we're going to do, too, is pray because the Spirit does not enter an unclean vessel. So we're going to do just a quick repentance prayer just to make sure that our life is pure. Okay, we'll just do that. No matter if it is or not, we'll just do that to make sure because the Spirit of God is not going to move. Listen, we're going to pray. And you know what? You might have some, you're just going to have to release. You're going to have to release your English or whatever language you speak. And you're going to have some funny words come. You might even think you're making it up, but you realize that you've never said that before. And those of us here, how many are baptized in the Holy Spirit here speaking tongues here? Raise your hand. Okay, look at this. Okay. So what we're going to do, and we'll just play something here, guys, just something lightly in the back, man. We'll just do that. And what we're going to do is is we're just going to pray. Now watch. Now let me just help you too. Many of you will receive right now. But understand, you might receive the Holy Spirit because I don't give it to you. It comes from God when you're driving home in a car. It might be when you're laying in bed tonight. But the point is, is what God is proud of you, that you walk down saying, I do want more of you. And that is a great sign to God. See? All right? Now what? The Spirit of God is a worshiper. Right? So watch, part of this is connected to your worship and your sacrifice. Now, remember this morning, I said something, I don't know if I said it in this second service, that Jesus, Jesus uh, didn't come to hurt you, he came to kill you. And what I mean by that, he wants you to be, cru- he says, be crucified. When you're crucified, you give up. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what people think. I don't care. I just need God to pour out His Spirit in my life. I want everything that He has for me. And that's what you want. And so that's what we're going to pray. And I'm going to believe the Spirit of God. You've got to just open yourself up as a worshiper. And you're going to open your mouth and you're going to begin worshiping. And as you do, you're going to begin speaking, okay? And then those of us here, filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray with our brothers and sisters. This is our family. This is your church right here. I came and I told Pastor, I want to help the church. I don't want to just do it. I want to help you. 
I don't know anything greater than right now for you to get this. Here's my friend right here I met this morning. I'm proud of you, man. You're going for it again. I'm proud of you, man. Okay, so let's all lift our hands. Let's do this, okay? And all my spirit-filled people here, we're going to pray in a minute here, but pray this prayer with me. Say this. Say, Lord, forgive me of any and all sin in my life. I repent. And I ask you to take over. Become my Lord and Savior. Tonight I ask, for the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you will baptize me with power and authority. And in Jesus' name, I receive the fullness of the Spirit of God. And I receive with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I receive that right now in Jesus' name. Now just lift your hands and begin to pray. All of you, church, come on, let's pray with them. Speak, just begin praying. Come on, come on, church, let's pray with them. Good, 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 good. Take it, take it.